Welcome back to another exciting episode of Inside Incremental. Our special guest Aviv has been with the team from the very beginning. Join us as we sit down with Aviv, one of the brilliant minds behind the scenes, our very own senior data scientist. He has been a key player on our team for nearly three years and he's here to share his journey at the company as well as a sneak peek into what the future holds. You won't want to miss this episode. Hi Aviv and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for coming Hi, John. on. Great to be here. Great. Excited. So, excited. That's good. That's good. That's a good way to start. Um, I'd like to start just kind of general intros, actually. If you could um, tell the audience who you are, what your name is, and uh, anything about yourself. Sure. Um, I'm uh, 34. I'm doing data science for around six, maybe five, six years. I am in charge of the data science in incremental. I studied uh, industrial engineering and management in, I did a bachelor degree in uh, Ben Gurion uh, in the Negev and a master's degree in uh, Tel Aviv. I did my thesis around um, explainability and um, other techniques in uh, machine learning. Yeah, focusing on explainability. Um, I did few things around data science before joining uh, Incremental almost three years ago. And uh, I was the, the, the first data science here and, and build the, join the company in its very early stage. Um, also, I'm uh, my husband. I have a dog and a son and another son coming on, on soon, I hope. Everything will be well. I mean, very soon, actually. Yeah, very soon. Fingers crossed. Yes. So you were saying you are the first data science. Actually, I, I just saw the messages this morning uh, on Slack. So we turned three. So yeah. if you've yeah, been here I for almost three years. Yeah, I joined November 1st. So in November, yeah, that'll be three years. And my son is almost three. So my, uh, yeah. You're just growing your family with incremental. Yeah, yeah, alongside. yeah. Things are growing together. It's uh, it's really exciting when you think about it. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, very nice. And now you said you did. So you've been in the uh, data science realm um, since you finished your studies. And what did you do before you came to Incremental? On uh, for a few years, I was focusing on um, research methods around uh, feature selection and stuff like that, and also did a lot of uh, projects to clients around areas of time series, uh, around areas of uh, uh, prediction, classification, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so that does tie us in nicely to your next uh, question, because I, I take it that so some of those, you know, investigating time series um, and feature development kind of lead into a little bit of the role that you're taking on now at Incremental. Yeah, so there was a lot of uh, connection that you can draw from past of the things that I did uh, to things that we implemented here. We're here focusing on uh, causality methods and uh, other um, other techniques that I was not extremely familiar with before I joined, uh, but uh, we learned along the process. Uh, but uh, yes, the world of machine learning, there are, every day there are very new, cool, and exciting things that come up, uh, as you know, GPT and all that kind of stuff. But it's amazing how um, implementing even like an old technique, uh, things that have been around the 60s um, or even before that, 
Uh, some of the things actually can can do a very good job if you have like the right type of data, and um, and and you know and you understand how to use that. So theories that were used over sixty years ago are still valid today. Yes, yes, of course. Like again, there are certain data types and certain data, let's say sizes and certain in implications mm. that if you know how to mix and match them properly, then then it might do very good jobs. Um, yeah. But say in the world of marketing, that's not the case. Things that were seen 60 years ago, even though maybe in Fairpoint, we've come back to some of these things, like yeah. going back to the roots of advertising, where we look at consumer behavior and we've moved kind of beyond pure data-driven marketing, which is like the, the newer, newer trends that came in. Um, so maybe I was thinking it's not accurate for marketing, given that theories have completely changed, but possibly where we go back to the roots, at least in some elements. Uh, for me, I think it's um, it, it's very problem dependent. But um, if you if you understand if you understand your data, if you understand your clients, then I guess even in marketing there are probably old tricks that maybe got forgotten. And and if you match them properly to certain use cases today, um, you might get a good response. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That is true. I'm curious, so what brought you to incremental or why incremental? How what, what got you to stick around for three years? So what got me to incremental and what got me stick? Um I don't know if it's the same things or not, but I was very excited uh of the opportunity. I um, um not like uh, some other people in the company that work with Moti and Mo. Uh, even you, like before, I I don't know found uh, Moti online uh, and got through some connection in LinkedIn, and we see it and we talked, and uh, he said that he needs someone to start this venture with him, and I was very excited about the opportunity, and uh, uh, tried to to see if it that would be a good match. Uh, I stayed. Uh, to be honest, um, because because of the people, it's very like a cliche thing to say, but um, we are like a small team. Even now that we are like twenty people, I feel it's very big. But but in actual, yeah, I remember the time we were four <laughs> for a few months. So um, so they were. Uh, my part, very strong connections, uh, personal and professional connections that, that were uh, created. And and I think it's really um, helped us to create something useful and to deal with something that, in my mind, is not an easy thing to do. So uh, um, you have a lot of like questions are, are we doing the right things in, in many startups, I guess. And... Uh, from from my uh, short experience here, at least the team um, always learning, always involving. But <clears throat> the root, uh, like the, the core of the team, found a good way to communicate, and and we know how. Like even if we're doing something wrong, and even if we you know messed up some stuff, like we have uh, in my mind a good communication background that we can that we can find a way to deal with that together. And for me. Um, I think um, it's very exciting. 
also, I think, um, you know, the situation in the industry, and I think it's, it's very promising. And and I saw all the uh, business attention that we're getting, and and uh, it always helps. But uh, but what what got me stick? Uh, I think that was the answer. Yeah, I remember those photos actually when I first joined. I've been here almost one year, officially, unofficially too. But uh, I recall those like initial company meetings where they're in someone's backyard and then a barbecue is followed by it and there's four or five people in the on yeah, the table. That was his Moti's house. Yeah, that was uh, that was like like doing it in in the garage. That, mm-hmm. that was very, I don't know. That was a very cool experience. Um, and yeah. and or anyone who listens and and wants to you know to work in a in a very very small company of like the initial uh, uh founding team i i hardly it's very it's not easy <laughs> but i hardly but very much i recommend them to do that as as the experience itself yeah i think i mean you've seen you say you know you say it's a short time but actually it's almost the lifespan of the company so everything that you've seen yeah. and now we're, we do our group or our company calls and we have people logging in from Portugal, the U S Spain, and then we have the team there now in the new office. So you also, you know, moving spaces from Moti's house to uh, a whole new office. So it's, uh, yeah. it's a nice development. It's a nice journey. I think to be a part of it. Yeah, so, so the official uh, first office of incremental was actually uh, a booth that uh, like a table that Moti hired for me inside of Tel Aviv, even before the WeWork. So that was the official office because uh, there was COVID 2020 and stuff like that, you know, people working from home. And uh, I lived in a small apartment in Tel Aviv uh, with my wife. My son just got born, uh, was just born. And, um, and I said, look, I cannot work from home. You have to find me some place to work. So I was going over there and I was the only... There was many, you know, many freelancers and many uh, other people, but I was the only one forming Commenta. By the time we moved to WeWork, and I was like, whoa, this is huge now. We have like six people in from the same company, the same office. Amazing. Sitting in one space. Yeah, yeah. when I saw the offices, I, I mean, yeah. I think it is nicer to have your own space as a, as a company. Yeah. Uh, but and, uh, the WeWork had some incredible views, I must say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now we're doing the dishes of our own. We put them in the dishwasher. We take them out every morning. Yeah, it's like uh, most stuff, but it's it feels it feels like our home. It feels like mm-hmm. our place. It's nice. I look, I look forward to seeing it. Hopefully, possibly not this year, but maybe the one that follows. We hope to see you soon. And tell me a little bit about because I mean, given the three year journey, I know that there's been I know as a you know being inside the company that there's been a lot of product development. I know you're facing quite a big challenge. The last couple of weeks, and the question is actually directed to this week in particular. But um, you're developing something quite big, you and the team. Do you want to share yes. a little bit about that? Um, sure. From not doing any spoilers, but um, from the things we can share, um, basically, uh, we're building a system that um, try to analyze what is the the actual. Um, value for each of the um, the marketing uh, channels over time and have like a, a grasp, grasp not only what are the deltas that that our current product uh, say or the, the determine, but 
also like what was the underlying total value of, of each true existence of each channel uh, and each marketing entity. Um, and here there are a lot of challenges. First, it's very hard to get a good understanding of how the result uh, should look like. Um, and we have uh, using a lot of people and a lot of experience to validate our results. Uh, sometimes it's um, it's go one by one and, and it's like uh, we, this is a lot of iteration, a lot of experiment to say, oh, here is a, a theoretical error that we found. Here are some things and some features that we didn't take into account. Here are some anomalies in the data that we understand that we can explain. Here are some anomalies that we cannot explain and so forth. So it's a lot of a back and forth. Um, the other things um, that involve, again, is, is developing uh, some kind of a technique and a method that try to understand based on the information that we uniquely that we uniquely uniquely have, which is what is the the incremental uh, changes in incremental value over time. So basically, even if you have uh, some kind of a system that generates some kind of a baseline, um, that's uh, then we have another uh, uniquely of what are the changes are, what happened since that baseline, and how that varies. So the challenge is how to integrate that properly. Um, so not just, you know, people can say, I take uh, this or that technology. I see in the industry, I ran this uh, model. It's based uh, with attribution, without attribution, and so forth. But because, because our previous system, the continuous system that gives uh, um, uh, every day um, the calculations of your of the deltas of the effect of the changes, then we um, building a technique that integrate that to uh, to say what is the actual value uh, behind the scene to to each of the marketing entity. So um, we had few breakthrough few breakthroughs uh, last quarter while we try to. Um, focus on on and validating few results and focusing on like one thing and we say this is how the methodology should look like and now we have like few cycles of iterations to make sure it applies um, to to other criteria and to other um, data points and other areas um, it can be different uh, type of uh, of um, different type of channels and what happened in different countries, what happened across different times, how these vary over time and so forth. So we do a few more iterations like that. And in the next few weeks, I uh, we we have confidence that um, don't do any spoilers and and but um, we'll get there. We'll get there soon. I'm excited because I know that this has been a massive project and so many yes. people have been involved and ultimately it really changes the game not only for us but also for our clients in the industry so i look forward to seeing the release of yeah <laughs> yeah so basically the team now is not just me the two other data scientists and we get um uh, we get uh, some help uh, from the guys in the engineering uh, on top of uh creating all the processes automatically and and integrating with them all the, the things that we need. 
So it's not just um, me come up with ideas, but there is a team and, and the product that gives the feedback and so forth. So um, a lot of credit to to all of the people uh, that that involved in the project. So it's it's very exciting. We had few iterations. We it took few months just to to kickstart it and find something and go back and find something else, and then focusing on on the third option and. And there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of learning along the way. Um, and um, once it will uh, be released, I, I assume we'll have another layer of, of learning and getting feedback and adapt it to to the needs and, and requirements for, for our clients. But um, I'm, I'm confident that uh, we'll get there and it will uh, <clears throat> provide a, a value for our clients. For sure. No, I think that's what's one of the greatest things about working in a in a smaller team, right? It, it's not so small that you don't have the resources or the people, but it's small enough that you can move quite fast. And I think given what you're building in the time span that you've had, uh, it's quite an accomplishment uh, to get this far so quickly. And so I yeah, look at- We'll declare the accomplishment when it's done. That's okay. Fair enough. We won't toot that mm -hmm. horn yet. Let's look at you said um, you mentioned a big milestone. I don't know if that's because we're not we're not actually giving too many details as to what it was, but maybe let's take a look back at the last quarter. Is there anything that you can share with me that you're proud of or a large accomplishment that you had? Again, sorry not to getting into too much details because things are not fully released yet, and what has been released is not you know. Um, this is again some of the things are still in research, but. Uh, the main accomplishment that we had last research last quarter is that the full solution of uh, of the next release had several, let's say, different mindsets, different types of ideas uh, that how the process should look like. So basically, um, we we learn and we eliminate the things that we know that are not. Um, let's say, align with the company promise. So um, we found out uh, or we developed a, a technique that aligned or depended heavily on uh, the data that we have, that we have uh, uniquely. And we found that it gives value, that, it, it, that we found many, many evidence in the data that... Um, while integrating the information that we have and how we integrating how this thing can be integrated, then it it reveals something that is unique, that is interesting, and it gives value to the client, not just by what it have like right now, but put the the basis to maybe to what will be um the action the client should do with that information in the future. So um doing um doing a research, like a complete research task sometimes um, is very challenging because you usually you start when you have some kind of an hypothesis on if I do this, I will get that and so forth. Or if I run that experiment, here are the likely outcomes that I should get. Um, but in that project, it became even more hard because um, you need to define yourself the levels of the degrees of freedom that you want to take and how much how more how much more information you want to integrate that uh for example the use of uh 
external features and the use of holidays and the use of external information and other variants and so forth. So there are there are many aspects, and uh, and you you don't just start with with I haven't this in my experiment. This is what I expect to get, but you define the rules of engagement and you define them along the way, uh, or you understand that you need to redefine them along the way. Um, so com coming back to your original question, uh, question what we define as like, okay, here's the set of the rules and engagement, here are what we want, here are how we draw the box. This is this area, and this is what we can do. Um, so so defining it and defining, defining that and, and do that with our tools, and our methodology, um, again, it's still in research and, and it's not been released yet. Uh, but that was that was not an easy thing to do, and um, I feel pretty proud of, of of the work and the learning that has been done. Yeah, you should be because this has gotten you this far. I know. Okay, we're not gonna celebrate any successes yet, but it is definitely. I I remember when this was shared back to the company um, after all the work that had been put in. So now that we, we, I want to take a little bit of a look at, because you've gone from the academic space into kind of the professional space of like working in a high-tech company. Is there any career advice that you received along the way in either realm that um, has been beneficial to you or that you still remember? Um, I remember, I don't think it was a career advice, but I definitely remember that I got I got it as a feedback uh, from from uh, one guy that uh, was my uh, manager at the time when I was uh, roughly in the beginning. Um, he told me that I was very good in theory in some cases around data science, but that theory is not enough. And now I should find like other things uh, that is not like if I will go um, deep dive just around theory, I might miss um, like other stuff about like practical stuff or how to implement it or how to implement it in scale or how to implement that in a way that it give a business value. Um, so uh, that was like something I remember that came along the way. Uh, I don't know if it answers your question. Right? No, I mean, I think that especially in your domain, that's something that, you know, Theory will only take you so far to see how it's used in practice because possibly what makes sense to you or the modeling doesn't actually play out in the reality of people's lives, right? There's there's sometimes that disconnect that you get from the business side or from the product side or from the client side that you can, the feedback that gets incorporated beyond the research um, for the actuality. Yeah, I, I typically, I have, I remember something that relates to to the early stages of, of the initial product that we had, um, that I was uh, speaking with Sivana, our head of product, and and she came to me with some kind of a result, some kind of feedback she got from a client and said, that client had uh, X, Y, Z of this feedback that this result is wrong. You, you, you set a number, that number was negative, um, that type, let's say, the channel that the client did uh, some kind of an act of increase, it has to be negative. And I was like, what do you mean it have to be negative? The math says this number is 
Like, why why it have to be, sorry, positive? It, the math says it's negative. And she's like, no, no, I don't care what the math says. This have to be positive. And then I had like a realization moment that says, well, if you know better than the math, in that case, why should I apply this math to that case? So, um, and this is something, I don't know if it happened to a lot of data scientists, but you have like an idea that the math tell you ABC and, and you don't care about like the outcome or why or, or so forth. Um, and then I was like, okay, okay. If you know something, let's integrate what you do, what you know. If you don't know, then let's ask the math what to do. So that was kind of um, taking, you know, the math, the science, take it like one step back and put in front, like uh, the client's feedback, the, the business feedback and so forth. And, and that was maybe some way that we actually implement the idea that we said for. Yeah, looking at the reality of things. I mean, I, I honestly would not be able to relate because I think even though marketing sits a little bit between, we've had this discussion a couple of times between art and science, it goes hand in hand, right? So it's, there's rarely absolutes in, in my domain. Mm -hmm. um, now I'm curious because I'd like to think that we have quite a unique setup here, not, you know, to, to brag or anything, but, you know, given the, the nature of the company, the dynamic of, of how fast things have moved along in a short period of time and also how we are a hybrid company. So some of us living in Tel Aviv, working out of there, some of us abroad. But in your um, in your perspective or through your experience, what is something that has only been able to happen here that you don't think could actually play out somewhere else? Um, I genuinely think that the combination of Moti and Maol and their uh, connection with each other and the timing they set up this company and the setup of the market with the, with the announcements of Apple in the last few years about removing the, the personal information. Um, I think like the situation of the market, the experience and the personal connections of the father, founders, um, this is something that in my mind is very unique. Uh, I don't know, uh, and I guess in my career, I will rarely have uh, any other uh, opportunities like that to, to join any company in any field that the people have um, a strong connection with each other, strong connections in the industry, a long experience in previous stuff on how to do it, and a very, let's say, unique situation in the market, that the market really needs that solution. I'm sure maybe there are, but for me, it's very, very rare. Um, so I think this is like uh, one of the the most unique thing in in our company that um, we have we have a leadership that let's say have have a vision and have the way to to get us to the promised land. And and the, the waters are are the, the the current is in the right direction. You don't swim against it. Mm -hmm. It's like you really have like a good momentum. Um, that's what I feel. No, they are definitely a, a dynamic duo. I mean, having spent so many years in the industry, I think like if you look at the industry yeah. as a whole, it's not a very 
old industry, but they are definitely veterans in the space, you know, having almost 20 years uh, in within this industry. I, I, Maurer, at least from I have more conversations with Maurer, but he talks about how, you know, when when website um, traffic first started to be and before mobile, you know, he's, he talks about the era before mobile. Um, and then and now, of course, like, yes, as you mentioned, the timing couldn't have been better. Obviously not planned because we're not Apple and we don't have that control, but releasing uh, a product like this when the industry is actually mm-hmm. looking for a pri- privacy-centric uh, platform is couldn't have been better. I would like to ask you a little bit about, um, you know, I think in your space as a data scientist, I mean, you, you've given me now one piece of advice, like maybe moving beyond the data, but is there anything specific as a quality or a skill that you think uh, is quite unique to being successful in your field? Mm. I didn't uh, have a lot of experience in other areas, so it's, so it's hard to say this is good in data science, but this is unique to data science. Um, I think if you're curious about what you do, if you find a place or a company um, that you care about the people and what they do, and if you develop a strong personal uh, uh, relationships and connections, and then then it's likely that you will find a way to 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 be successful. Um, what's like in data science? You know, maybe it's unique to data science, but sometimes with data, it's very easy to fool yourself. I guess. Um, you you have like a large data set. You said, okay, I have maybe like a huge table with a lot of columns, like a lot of rows and so forth. And sometimes you want to try something. You run it some, you run some model on top of it. Or, and sometimes maybe you don't investigate the data probably because you already have like the idea of the solution, maybe. So if you, sometimes you rush into it, um, um, maybe you miss a few things along the way, um, maybe in some cases. So try the, the easiest person, the easiest person to fool is yourself in some cases. So try to be, uh, I don't know, skeptical about, about your results, about your outputs. And um, maybe that's, uh, I don't know, unique to data science, but, but the rest I think apply in, in in many other um, professions as well. I think that's a strong piece of advice. I think especially when, like, as you say, sometimes you immerse yourself into something and you kind of uh, get stuck on the track if you think that this is right. And and data can be messy sometimes. And also the way data is sometimes presented. I know uh, back with the data that we're working with, sometimes there are some (laughs) discrepancies. Um, So also understanding those beforehand. Now I'd like to ask you a little bit about things that inspire you, um, kind of in your day to day, or maybe things that you're taking from, I don't know, personal to professional. Are there things that inspire you to do better in your in your job? Mm. Well, since my son was born, 
I had to manage my time differently. Um, so I try to be as effective as I can, but I'm not, I cannot say I'm uh, <laughs> very successful in that. Sometimes I'm not efficient, uh, but um, I'm trying to balance like um, family life and and career and stuff like that. So that gives me some motivation and some perspective about, okay, like if now he's awake in this time of the day, he's, I need to, if I don't want to miss that, <laughs> I should be there. And uh, and the work can come late. I can work at, at, at 12 at night, um, but he's asleep. <laughs> so... Uh, there are a lot of uh, adjustments that I did um, and, and learn how to um, to manage those kind of stuff and um, also I found that um, in whatever uh, goes with communications with people um because you say, okay, here are the things that I need. I need to be at work at this point, to be at home at that point, and so forth. So because we had that constraint in a way, or set of constraints on how you you integrate everything together, um, it, uh, it got me, uh, let's say, improving, um, or maybe even sharper my communication skills and so forth to to able to allow the whole thing to work together. Um, so um, maybe that. Talking a little bit about work-life balance, this is very different for everyone. Um, how do you maintain what you, I mean, maybe better to ask first kind of like, for you, what is work-life balance and how do you maintain it? So like the technical details, I um, try to be around. The, I have like one day that I'm uh, taking my son out of uh, kindergarten. And there are a few uh, nights, a few evenings that I uh, go go home and uh, try to be with them uh, in, the, in the evening time. Um, and uh, I fill up whatever whatever is, is got left and needed <laughs> in in some other uh nights or early mornings uh like uh, i remember before my son was born i was starting to you know around nine be at the office and and i was like okay it's 6 30 i have to like get up i have to go to work and then find myself you know filling these gaps in in the early mornings and i and uh, I really like those early hours. <laughs> Come to the office, you have like a clear head, like one or two hours until everybody's coming and you can you can be very productive. Uh, so that was the kind of some change that we did, I did. I do like a martial arts for for almost, almost seven years now. Highly recommend it to everyone. Find something that you love to do and, and do it. Um, for me, it's um, it's it's physically, it's mentally um, very good. Mm -hmm. 
and I try to spend some some time with my wife as soon as as much as I can, just the two of us. Uh, um, that quality yeah. time, yeah, it's important. Quality I think it's important, and sometimes you week, two weeks, three weeks go by, and you didn't, you know, had the time to, yeah, even, even talk. It happens. Yes. No, I think as a, I mean, I'm now starting a, my journey as a new parent and I have seen many uh, people around me change their gears in terms of what the priorities are for them. Uh, people that would be in the office till nine, 10 o'clock sometimes now, you know, making an effort to get home earlier, to spend more time with their family, to yep. whether maybe they weren't morning people in the past, now they've become morning people um, and finding ways to kind of make that a healthy balance where you still have enough energy to put into your work, but also when you come home, you can disconnect. Um, and everybody needs to find one bird. Sometimes coffee helps, I guess, sleep when you, when you don't have enough sleep uh, yeah. the first years, but it's uh, yeah. I think um, also what you were saying, physical activity is a great one that gives you kind of, I guess your own, you know, solo release or a way for you to put yourself first uh, when there's some other things at play. Yeah, it's um, everybody finds what, what gets for him, but, uh, you know, sport, meditate. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, Aviva. It was great to have you on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, We'll be signing off now. And if you are looking for a new challenge, we are also hiring both on the tech and the business side, incremental. So take a look at our website. And I think with that, we say goodbye. Bye-bye. Thank you.